In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to transform your dog owning struggles. Now we've got some foodie questions from you. We love it when you email us and you give us questions and you ask us to cover things on your podcast because remember this is your podcast. This is your podcast, dog owners, dog lovers, dog peoples all over the world. So questions are, and I think these can kind of all amalgamate really, my dog doesn't like food, help. Right. And... My dog will only eat certain food. Help. Mm-hmm. And then my dog actually has, um, I suppose, a level of uh, struggles with food drive. What are your tips? Mm-hmm. So basically, all of our questions resolve, or resolve, re- revolve around... Foodiness. Being a bit foodie. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. So what can we do about it? Well, first things first is observe your dogs. So observe what what they like to do in the world. Like often their behavior struggles give clues as to their behavior transformation. And so if your dog loves to chase or if your dog loves to um, catch flies or if your dog loves to dig or if your dog loves to sniff, these are all little clues about how you might how you might be able to almost use that to your advantage in the way that you deliver food. So for example, one of my dogs, uh, Casino, if there is a fly... She loves to try and catch the fly, right? She will be like, where is the fly? I want to catch him. Now, it's no surprise that she loves to catch food, yeah? And if I'm really wanting to reward her for a really great choice, I can toss food up in the air and she she snaps at it and grabs it. And that's through observation equally and um, another one of my dogs let's go for illy um or, or ketone for example both very um similar in this respect they like to have a good sniff but specifically not just sniffing um it's almost like hunting if they have an opportunity to use their nose to hunt something down they're all over it now the cool thing is is if i restrain them throw a piece of food into some grass and release them to it the energy that they approach that task Again, I'm, they don't really care about the taste of the food when they get there. What, what they love is that experience, and it's through observation that you can find your dog's favourite experiences. I would also say that from the dogs that we see and we train, and obviously this might be just happens to be the dogs that we see and we train, a lot of dogs are fed a little bit too much. Yeah. A lot of dogs are overfed. A lot of dogs are fed by the packet or by what the brand says on the back of it. And when I'm working with food with my dogs, and those of you that are listening can't see this, but I've got some things that are very calorific and high calorie. And then I've got some things that are a bit lower calorie. And I've got things that deliver a lot in a small sort of, um, I was thinking one of the kibbles that I sometimes use is, um, it, I won't say the brand, but it's very, very dense mm-hmm. versus some that are very, very light. You can feel it. Yeah. So you can get away with more. Um, 
more or less depending on what you're feeding. I think some people feed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean a lot, a lot. I mean a lot, like a big amount. And they just almost too much. And it, it, and sometimes it's maybe that you've got a little bit attached to a certain type of food because it's your dog's absolute favourite. But I bet what you've discovered is that potentially the more you use it, the less it becomes their favourite. Because one thing that dogs love is variety. And they they love things a lot if they're very scarce, if they don't happen very often. And so the first day you train them with cheese, it's like, oh my God, they're on fire. Two weeks later, they're like, cheese? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not I'm going to be over here, thanks. And and so being aware that we, we've almost got to grow lots of different foods and have variety in what we're using, because no, for those types of dogs that are not particularly naturally foodie, no single food is going to be like the saviour forever. And equally, try not to pander to it too much. Mm. Like, you know, what, what I would say is, if they're really not up for it, let's not train that day. Mm. Let's do something different. Uh, let's maybe play and, and do other other things but actually I still wouldn't then put a full food bowl down I personally would wait till later that evening and I would try something different then personally I think that so many dogs are indulged that little bit too much just because we might feel guilty that they haven't had their whole amount dogs are actually very good on the whole well some dogs are very good at self-regulating others will eat until they pop yeah um, but some dogs will do that right they'll just yeah. self-regulate so I think to be aware of that with the dogs that aren't yeah. foodie that actually just strip it back a little bit to they get might not need much and therefore we need to be really targeted about what we use. Let's think BET versus, say, Ketone or Blink, because I would say Mm. Ketone and Blink can almost eat double what a dog like BET or or Brave can eat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we need to be sure that we're using that food in the right way. Now, another thing that I I often um, encounter, and it's an important one to to consider is you might find that your dog's not particularly foodie in the morning, but they get more foodie throughout the day. That's probably a sign of actually, let's pick my battles. I'm not going to train the important stuff in the morning. I might train the really important stuff in the afternoon or the evening. And, you know, why might that be? Well, it's a little bit like if you've just opened your eyes on the morning and I stick a roast dinner in front of you, some of you will be screaming uh, now saying, yes, I'm there. And others among you will be like, oh my goodness, that's made me feel sick. I don't know about you, (laughs) On, but I'm really not a massive morning eater no. unless I'm away and there's sort of like croissants or a nice sort of pancake mm. sort of waffly style like American breakfast or uh, something like that maybe in like an 11 sort of time but I'm not and it's, and it's it, when I'm yeah. out of routine and I don't know if, I don't if you have this but if I get up at 4am I'm absolutely starving right if I get up at it, it, like any time after 5.30 can't eat until about 11 yeah that's right? and it's we've got to realize that our dogs are probably the same but we're not just saying hey eat something we're saying hey do all of this stuff and get fed and they're like no thanks right and i think we've got to be okay with um actually some dogs train better at some times than others and i think we've also got to be okay with sometimes they are not hungry and Mm. that is cool in fact be grateful that you've got a dog that self-regulates not like some of ours who literally will just balloon Mm. i remember one dog um literally getting her head in a, a food barrel since years and years ago and she actually turned the size of the barrel like the whole of her just went round and she yeah, went her oh, head shape though someone once brought a um, a puppy in as an emergency to me at, at the the vet clinic because the puppy had got into a bag of food and i mean it wasn't funny, but it kind of was because um, this puppy, you know how puppies don't have much inside them, really. You can kind of feel Special. everything. But um, you touch the puppy's abdomen and you could hear the kibble crunching together. Oh, no. <laughs> they had a 
was just full of dry kibble. It hasn't even been chewed. Um, oh. and the puppy was absolutely fine. But, uh, you know, you've got to kind of get a feel for what your oh. dog's like. And, and right? I think know <laughs> the individual there with, with foodness. Another one for me with food, just like Tom said, is variety. So mm. try some home-baked treats. Look at our food badge. Have a look at um, the sorts of things we do on a day-to-day basis. We mm. try different proteins. We use. In fact, let's head over to the freezer very quickly. Um, but we've got um, a whole set of, uh, we've got lamb, we've got beef, we've got venison, we've got chicken, we've got sprats, we've got tripe, we've even got DIY kangaroo chunks. We've got lamb and mint, we've got filled bones, we've got little fish, we've got big fish, we've got tripe chunks, we've got Atlantic cod chunks. You know what? We have some venison, we've got some chicken, we've got some more home-baked treats. You guys might be thinking we're absolutely crazy and you could never do that. And you know what? The thing is, you can do whatever you want to do and you can add in whatever you want to do. And whether you use a shelf in your freezer or whether you use a little box in your freezer or whether you just go to a regular pet store, it doesn't really matter. What we're saying is, just like Tom said, variety is fun add the variety what I don't do is I don't go oh do you want this oh you don't want this oh do you want that oh you don't want that what I do is I go okay we're going to play for a handful of this so we're going to do a little handful of this oh that's nice how did you even know that I picked up something different how are you so smart all of them knew then did you see that they were all like oh she has cheese and we like the high calorie cheese and um, so what I, what I would and that's just variety so all of them have just appeared in the chance of there's some variety coming uh, and I love that but I, what I wouldn't do is if they really don't want it I wouldn't then go to something higher and higher and higher and higher because you just end up in this sort of like raising it trumps top trumps uh, sort yeah of deal. And, and on that I'd be you know, we wouldn't switch the food. We'd probably switch the experience. And what we see often is that people give up way too easily, right? And and you might just be like two seconds before a breakthrough and you're like, oh no, my dog's rejected me. I don't like this. And it doesn't feel good for, you know, you to turn up with your cool reinforcement strategy and your experience and your dog goes, what are you doing, right? Um, And um, and it feels really punishing and you got that disappointment effect. But Sometimes it's actually, okay, I'm going to try harder. And all of a sudden, your dog's like, hold on a second. Maybe they really are into this game. Maybe I should be into this game. And, and so I guess don't keep switching the food. Keep switching the experience. Find the experiences that work. And getting a feel for when, yeah, absolutely abandon and say, you know what? My dog's not feeling but, it. But when you abandon, don't then go to something else, yeah. foodie. Actually just say, we are done here and we'll try again tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and just like Tom said, no, don't keep switching the food. But on a new experience or a new session, yes, do. So when I come out, I might try this. And then I might try this on the next day and then I might try something else. Because here's the cool thing with food. There are no rules. Our food world is getting better and better. No longer do we say stick to one kibble and one pack. We actually say, you know what? Try some home bake, try some fresh veg, try some uh, fresh foods, try some... Even if you just change 20% or 10% of your dog's food on a, on a weekly basis for something fresh and different and unique as long as your dog doesn't have dietary intolerances or vet issues that you're currently working on with a specialist. For me, this is a good space to be with our dogs because we can be a little bit sort of fun. We can be a little bit experimental. And that's what allows, I think, Tom's and my dogs to live the lives they they live because we are um, always, always keeping that variety up. And therefore, our dogs do look engaged. People ask us all the time, what treats are you using, Tom? What treats are you using, Lauren? And we say, whilst we could sort of tell you it's a certain brand or it's a certain thing, it's not we use anything and everything and whatever's at our fingertips we get results with it so So, 
<laughs> you that was it. this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Go forth, experiment, observe, and implement. We will see you in the next episode. And remember, stay, stay sexy. sexy. Stop right there, game changer. We have something very exciting to tell you about if you struggle with stressful walks right now. So pulling your dog, yanking your arm out of its socket, just basically, it's painful, right? Now, it's a struggle that you want to transform. You want to go from pulling on lead like a train to loose leash walking prince or princess, and we've got a solution for you. It is just £27. It's a mini course that literally is going to be your zero to hero of loose leash walking. Day by day, we're going to be showing you the games and skills and strategies that you are going to need to implement to transform your dog's leash behavior in the next two weeks. This is a complete pattern. You get to keep it for life, yes, for life, and it's just £27 to you. Access it anywhere, keep it for life, no equipment required, and all you've got to do is go to absolutedogs.me forward slash stop pulling. And yes, it is just £27, game changers. (laughs) 